0: Hello. My name is Sandy Adamitis, the social media director for the PAGE International Screenwriting Awards and your host for The Writer's Hangout, a podcast that celebrates the many stages of writing from inspiration to the first draft, revising, getting a project made, and everything in between. We'll talk to the best and the brightest in the entertainment industry and create a space where you can hang out, learn from the pros, and have fun. There you are. I knew you wouldn't be late. Follow me. We're at the table you like in the back where it's quiet. Today, we have as our guest of honor, Michael Hitchcock. From his critically acclaimed roles in film and television to his award-winning work as a writer and producer, Michael Hitchcock is a true Hollywood hyphenate. His writing and producing credits include Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Glee, and Mad TV. Some of his film credits are House Arrest and Where the Day Takes You. As an actor, Michael is featured in Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar and Christopher Guest, Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman, and For Your Consideration. Let's get started. Michael Hitchcock, thanks so much for joining us on The Writer's Hangout. Well, thank you for having me,
1: Sandy. This is fantastic.
0: Michael, back in the day, you were known for having the most fabulous Easter egg hunt party. Are you still having them? Have I dropped off the invitation list? I'm sure everyone listening to your podcast really wants to know about that. I literally um, saw an adult push a child, a toddler to the side to get an egg.
1: I, I saw that too. I did. I've seen it. <laughs> no, I'm not having them anymore. So oh, rest okay. assured, it's not that you weren't not invited. I've, yeah, okay. I have yeah. I gave that up a long time ago. Um, I think it was too much work making all the macaroni salad. <laughs> yes,
0: And hiding the eggs. I'd like to start with your first film, uh, the 1992's Where the Day Takes You. It was based on your experience working with runaways from the streets of L.A. The cast was amazing. It stars uh, Dermot Mulroney, Sean Astin, Baltazar Getty, Laura Flynn Boyle, Ricky Lake, Laura San Giacomo, David Arquette, who was so adorable in it, and Christian Slater and Will Smith. When I I recently rewatched the movie and I found myself getting so attached to the kids and you could tell through your writing how much respect you have for the kids and their circumstances. Do you remember how you felt creating those characters and why you chose whose story to tell?
1: I chose the characters because they were based many of them on people that I'd met or combinations of people that I met. I felt a lot about that particular issue at that time. It partly started weirdly. I went in to pitch a comedy for this uh, at this company called Magnus Films at the time. They they didn't buy the comedy but they did say they were interested in doing something about runaway kids and i said well i have i've had some experience teaching kids in prison which i did do because when i was at ucla grad school um a group of us did that we we Taught reading and writing to um, kids that were locked up. That's how I got the you know overall opportunity to to write the uh, the draft of the of where the day takes yes. you. Um, yeah, isn't oh, that weird? And then I once I got the green light to write it, I went out and every day went on the streets of Hollywood and talked to as many kids as I could. You know, almost, and I did my writing like in coffee shops and, and McDonald's or whatever in in those in that neighborhood, so that I was in kind of the environment while writing. The yeah, yeah, the get kids get to got to know new? me. And um, it was fascinating because at the time I, I ran into a group that were pretty much protecting themselves by forming a little family. And they all lived, many of them lived underneath a freeway overpass, which later got boarded up because there were homeless under there and they didn't like it anymore so the city of LA boarded that up um, and now of course we're having a, yeah. a real homeless problem again but back then yeah the kids it was sort mostly of, kids well no there were a lot back of, then it, in, in that particular place yes it was mostly a group of kids and a few adults too but they they kind of formed their family to protect themselves because they were that's, you know under, I found under that. age
0: yeah it makes sense um but that was really the heart of the movie the family and
1: they were it was, which I mean, it can't be overstated enough but runaways are not really runaways as much as their throwaways. And so these yes. are these are kids whose families have rejected them and kicked them out for many many reasons and almost 90% of them are or whatever I don't know the statistic but they're not really choosing, you know, this life on the streets. They were forcibly told to leave. So living on the street for them felt like a better option than staying at home.
0: For writing your first movie, there were a lot of characters it's not easy to juggle that many characters. Make sure their stories are told in a honest, truthful way, and lack of a better way to say it, that their stories get wrap, wrapped wrapped uh, up. Did you find that hard at all for you know your first script to write for so many characters?
1: You know, maybe because it was one of the first things I didn't I, I didn't think of it as like this horrible challenge. I think it was sort of an opportunity to tell different stories sometimes maybe it's just because i was so new at it i didn't think like oh my god yeah. there's you know i'm telling 10 people <laughs> stories but i did it kind of the way you would do it now even like in a television you know like writer's room or something is you do you know character a story character b story character c story and then start blending them together so that i knew sort of where everyone began and where they would end and then how do they intermingle um, and that's how it began. And then as far as that particular project went, at some point, Magnus Films sold the idea to a different film company, and they in turn brought in their own writer to rewrite me. And then at some point, the director also claimed credit on the script as well. So there are three people credited on that script. Um, so right. maybe the parts you loved, I didn't write. But, uh,
0: <laughs> oh, no. I, but I, you, <laughs> the parts I loved were the part, the heart, and I know you wrote that.
1: Oh, thank you. I, yeah, the part oh, you know we can added, do, what
0: we can have a whole podcast where we'll just go over the movie and you'll tell me what we'll,
1: we'll guess. I'd have to drag, I'd have to get out all the drafts and look at each thing, yeah. but the oh, um,
0: which leads but- me to I'm curious because there were so many characters. How long was your first draft? Your very first draft, how many pages? Oh, honestly, I don't do you know. remember. I don't
1: remember. No, I'm okay. sure it was at least 120 pages, but it wasn't like 170 or something. It was Oh, because okay. You still I was to kind of...
0: It. Well, not the draft that you handed in, but your draft, your um, what they call the vomit draft, I guess I was curious about.
1: Gosh, I don't know. I, that's a good question. You know, this is back then, this was like pre-everyone like everyone having laptops and everything. So yeah, that would be <laughs> fascinating to... Yes, dig through all of that stuff. I have I have the crate of those scripts somewhere. I'd have to go back and look through all of them to see yeah, that would be uh, interesting. what's going on.
0: I'm not going to, but I could talk about the movie forever. But one last kind of question on where the day takes you. I felt that Laura Flynn Boyle's character Heather was unusual mm-hmm. for the time. She's not there just to hang off the arm of King, who uh, mm-hmm. is the male lead of the movie, played by Dermot Mulrooney, did you get any uh did the power set fight you on that
1: no i don't remember anybody fighting me on that i think um oh, good. because that's really sort of the way it was if you were a female on the street and yes there were there were hookups and love stories and all that obviously with people who meet but everybody was you know for the most part at the very beginning no one trusts anybody so you're 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 there by yourself and then you know you'd form these little families to kind of like i said before protect each other but yeah exactly. everyone's yeah. very independent including the females
0: uh when you reflect back on that time michael um is there something you would have liked to have known then that you know now as a writer
1: well back then i mean uh, i i could we could talk about this movie all day long uh it was like Seriously. the best of times and the worst of times the the actual meeting the kids and working with the original uh, production company was fantastic when it got taken over, it got, you know, there were a lot of people I didn't know very well that got involved. And sort of the business of writing started happening. And um, it was a wake up call for me. And I wish way back then that was that was before I was in the Writers Guild. And I wish I had been in the Writers Guild because I think that would have helped solve some of the the problems with credit and everything else. For oh, example, like, and, and I yeah, and I don't want to talk a lot about all of that. But like, the the second writer I a I've never met him in my life I've never met him and I learned yeah. about him write, re- rewriting me by um, reading it in Variety while I had been talking to the director all over the place and he just never bothered to tell me <laughs> he never bothered me. never never did and then I was and then I rewrote the rewrite and so it it got very you know it was it was a very strange process that's I, the business of show business.
0: It is the business of show business, and um, it's where the day takes you. And it's on Amazon Prime right now. I think that's where I saw yeah. it. So, um, yeah, it's, please it's on watch Amazon. That movie, Michael, as you know, you're a successful writer and actor. That's not an easy thing to accomplish. Um, do you prefer one of over the other? Do you like to write more? Do you like to act more? Is it just
1: I I love both. And, uh, you know, when I'm uh, acting, I really like acting, but I miss writing, and it's kind of. the same thing when I'm writing. Uh, luckily, with writing, you can kind of do it anytime if you're doing something independently. So, you know, I'm sitting around doing nothing as an actor. I could be writing. If I have a job, let's say writing where I'm, you know, working on a staff or something like that. You know, honestly, they don't love it if you just say, hey, I want to go, you know, leave for three weeks so I can go shoot something as an actor. <laughs> that rarely yeah. happens. Um, and you really have to pick your battles for that. So I sort of try to do the acting when i'm not you know writing on a series or something like that so that's that's sort of how it works i guess Uh but i love them both it's they're both they're both fun and i'm Glad that I get to do both because you get to see both sides of you know all the brouhaha that's going on at any one time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You directed an episode of Glee. Um, do you? I did. How was that? Do you like directing?
1: Uh, I like directing. It's it was extremely challenging. It was uh, it was fun. I directed on the last season of Glee, and um, Glee. For those of you who have never seen it. It it had a lot of musical numbers in it, and so it had a lot of visuals going on. So it was uh, challenging, but fun challenging. I think the biggest thing that I very quickly learned is you get almost absolutely no sleep when you're directing. (laughs) and um i by the time it was done i was just running on fumes just like pure caffeine it was it was that part of it was was eye-opening like just you're just exhausted by the time it's over and time flies it's uh you know it's 7 a.m and then all of a sudden it's you know 9 p.m and you're like where where did all the time go because you know there's always a a deadline you know and you want to get a lot done in a short amount of time.
0: I worked on, um, in production on American Dreams, and uh, that was about bandstand. So, you know, we had yeah. musical acts. But every time I watched Glee, I was always just astounded just how much was poured into one episode acting. F- uh, costumes, those kids must have also been exhausted. Singing, acting, <laughs> dancing. They were. It, yeah. it was crazy how much was poured into one episode. You guys must have the, all been tired all the time. The,
1: uh, well, the actors, when they were, you know, they'd have to rehearse the numbers. They'd have to go do the pre-records because, you know, um, all the music is pre-recorded. And then they, you know, lip sync to the things. So there's there's also people that are hired just to watch the lips to make sure that the, the cast are saying the right words at the right time. Really? Um, and the thing that oh, yeah the thing that always tickled me about Glee and any musical show is because it's all about, you know, high school kids and we're going to put on a show like the old, you know, Mickey, Rooney, Judy Garland movies, putting them on in the barn. And, you know, at the drop of the hat, they'd have these full production numbers. And then in reality, <laughs> long it takes with the best of the best Hollywood crews and costumers and lighting and everything else. And, you know, the the orchestrations and everything it's always made me it's absolutely wild every time yeah
0: going back to the person who had to watch people's lips uh the actors lips yeah were they popular did they have to go to the commissary alone did the actors they didn't watch the extras
1: lips is that what you said oh no the actors yeah they were yeah they were watching the singing no no people liked them it was just their job (laughs) So <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'd have to ask, they but, they, but you would see like the lyric sheets and every lyric sheet has a color coding. So what actor is singing what part and, or whether it was a chorus part and each one was a different color and they had, it was a lot of work. So,
0: Wow, that's um, wild. My last question for you um, is, uh starting out, what was your biggest misconception of what it means to be a working writer? I think my biggest
1: misconception is, I think at the very beginning, you think, well, I'm going to write something, I'm going to turn it in. And if they like it, they're going to film it. And what you quickly learn is that you're going to write it, and you're going to rewrite 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 it ad infinitum. Um, it's like the never-ending you know, text, uh, like when you go to, you know, like an English paper or something like that, it just doesn't end. Mm-hmm. And you're getting notes from everybody. You know, um, if it's a television show, you're uh, at first getting notes, you know, from the person who runs the show. They're called the showrunner or the executive producer. And then after that, the studio has notes. After that, the network has notes. And then it goes to a table read. And then after the table read, there's more notes. And it's always, always, always changing. And, um, you know, it's not uncommon to have 12 drafts of any any script at any time. So you have to wow. enjoy the rewriting process or at least tolerate it.
0: Yes, the life of a writer. Well, thank you for answering those questions, Michael. Would you join us in a pop quiz? Do, Do pop I have a quiz? choice? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I hope it's not about like... European history because I'm not going to be very good at that.
0: <laughs> I loved how I said, "Will you join us?" There's no one else here but me, Michael. <laughs> all okay, right, great. Um,
1: I, I'll try. it's all
0: based. Well, okay. Now, when you hear the, the the title of the pop quiz, you'll get it. It's called "You Wrote the Show, but You Know the oh. Show." Okay. Um,
1: probably the answer and, is no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're basing this quiz on the episode an episode A episode you wrote for Glee called What the World Needs Now. And okay. I'm going to give you a softball. We start out with a softball just to give you some confidence. This is about the series in general. What are Glee fans called? Gleeks. Yes. Feeling Boy, confident? I didn't
1: know that. I would have to go to Glee Hell.
0: All right. Your episode of What the World Needs Now, what season and what episode? I don't know what, what episode number. it was.
1: So that was Bert Bacharach I'm Trying to think who was in it. I think it was season
0: five. it might
1: be season six. It might be season. It's either five or six.
0: I'm gonna give that to you. It is episode six, season six. Six six.
1: Okay, okay.
0: You will yeah. always remember that now. Do you remember who directed it? A woman.
1: Uh, Yes, uh, Barbara Brown.
0: Yes, you're doing great. Okay, there is a first appearance of who in this episode, the first time these characters appear. Minor, minor, minor characters. Do you remember?
1: Wow, let me think. I need a hint. Brittany. Brittany is the hint. Oh, is it Brittany's... Probably her mom, yeah, her parent.
0: Yeah, it's a parents. Yeah, okay. parents. Je- yeah Jennifer um, Coolidge and Doctor Ken. Did do, do you get uh, character payments for those guys?
1: I honestly don't know how that
0: works. <laughs> um,
1: you would you think I would know that, but I don't know. I hope so. If,
0: yeah, you're supposed to if get a payment. Could, I yeah, you get these if weird, you Create a brand you know, new character in an episode, and they reappear. You get money from the guild for creating them. Usually, showrunners well, like to have you know, create the new characters, but you got lucky there.
1: Right. But they, yeah, I the way, the way those, you get these checks from, you know, wherever, in this case it was Fox, it didn't really specify that. So I, I don't know, you know, if we did or we didn't. That's, I hope we did. Okay.
0: I'll come over and uh, help you with your accounting, Michael. Okay. Okay. Merci <laughs> Sadie's, um, uh, played by the wonderful, as you know, Amber Riley, encourages uh-huh. Rachel, Leah Michelle's character, to do what in your episode?
1: At that point, Rachel was trying to figure out whether she should probably to go back to New York,
0: uh, follow her Broadway dreams. Going to give that to you, New York Broadway, same thing. Yes,
1: because Rachel was back in Lima, Ohio, at that point.
0: Absolutely, and you. Um, I would say you have done the best of any uh, writer who has taken any of these pop quizzes. And I have a bonus question that I don't think I needed, but I'm going to ask you anyways. I, um, you gave me two souvenir placemats a long time ago for okay. what restaurant? Do you remember?
1: Wow. Norm. I still have
0: them. Denny's. Well Denny's, well,
1: I love Denny's. It could be and it had, had to be the, a diner. Yes, <laughs> and
0: it has the flintstones on them. And I still have
1: Well them. we had we had we had class. we had improv classes back in the day near a norms. So I thought it very well could have been
0: a norms. Yeah, but, you're right. It was near norms. Uh yeah. La Sienica.
1: Yes. But um I love Denny's yes. and I eat at Denny's like every week. So um <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> i <laughs> love I go there. I like Denny's. Go, Yeah, I go there for breakfast.
0: Um, Actually, I haven't been to a Denny's in a long time, but I took my elderly neighbor to breakfast and she wanted to go to Denny's. So, um, Michael, can you tell um, the audience where they can find you on socials? Would you like to share your socials? Sure.
1: Uh, You can find me on Instagram at at. Hitch Michael, H-I-T-C-H-M-I-C-H-A-E-L. That's probably the best place to find me. I I have a website, michaelhitchcock.com. Um, but Are you on Twitter? Yeah, I am on Twitter. I, I'm not on it that much anymore just because it oh, seems okay. like everybody just shouts on Twitter all day long. Um, yeah, but I am there, and it's at the same handle as at Hitch Michael. Cool. So yeah, that's where you can find Michael.
0: Me. Michael, you are absolutely one of my favorite people in the whole world, and I'm so glad we got to do this. Thank you so much I, for taking. I, the I
1: wish I could remember your name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome, Sandy. That's a wrap for The Writer's Hangout. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, like, and thrive. Till we get to hang out again, keep writing. The world needs your stories. The Writer's Hangout is sponsored by the PAGE International Screenwriting Awards. Executive Producer, Kristen O'Vern. Producers, Terry Sampson and Sandy Adamitis. Music by Ethan Stoller.